Chapter 4 Levi and the Numbers That night I forgot all about the cameras, the clock, and the observations I should have been making at work. I slept so still, better than any night before, because I was dreaming about Jane until I woke up with someone pounding on my door. Amokley of 56, get up, you're late, said the white man. Jumping to my feet, the lights were already on. Did they catch me? Oh, those cameras must have told them. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to, I told the man. The door opened, and a white man wearing a blue suit with a necktie stepped inside. Hiding under my covers, I watched his pale face lean closer while an itchy red irritation grew brighter on his cheeks. Not a single production floor recorded your badge yesterday, yelled the man. Not one! Uh... Did it beep? asked the white man. What? He was pointing at my badge. Did the badge beep, or is it broken? asked the man. Broken? Where do broken badges go? The badge man, said the white man. The badge man? I asked. Come with me, he said. Oh my goodness, I was still alive while I followed him through a hidden set of halls to a place with more desks than doors, and once the walls opened, we found ourselves in a giant office stuffed with black monitors and diligent workers inside. Everyone was wearing black jumpsuits, and in the very front of the room, there was one giant screen with a single white number on it. Then after a few seconds, a new number appeared to take its place. Rows of workers, all wearing black, were watching the main screen, and whenever the number changed, the same anomaly reappeared on all the monitors at each employee's desk. All the numbers were collected and combined into a long string that seemed to run on forever. My feet took the first step inside the room, and as soon as my toes touched the floor, I noticed the giant screen skip. Instead of a single digit, this time two numbers appeared together on the main screen. The number 28. An employee gasped. I even heard one man scream. A woman dropped her pen, and everyone who was typing turned toward us as if nothing was as it seemed. What are they doing? I whispered to the white man. You're an observer, aren't you? Why don't you tell me what you see? He said. Well, they're recording numbers. Looks like a secret message. Maybe it's a code? Very good. They're here to crack the code, said the white man. Walking through the maze of cubicles, we reached a desk where a brown man was waiting in the far corner. His skin was a shade darker than mine, and he was wearing the same black coat as everyone else working with the screens. Big dark circles hung under his eyes when I observed he was the only one smiling. Are you the badge man? asked the white man. I am, he nodded. This observer says his badge is broken. Is his badge broken? asked the white man. The employee snapped my ID from my orange smock and placed it on a card reader. The last thing I thought about was Jane and all her plants and even her talkative stones when, yep, it's broken, said the badge man. Broken? How? asked the white man. Ah, it happens, said the badge man. And you'll fix it, said the white man. Sure will. Just keep this guy here for a bit and I'll send him on his way after we finish up. He probably won't make it to work, but he'll be all set for tomorrow said the badge man. You'll find your way home after, asked the white man. I nodded, and the white man turned away through the maze of desks and left us alone. The badge man's smile grew even bigger. Levi, he reached his hand out to shake mine. I shook it and made a new observation. 
This badge got me inside my room last night, so how was it broken? It's not broken, said Levi. I knew you were coming here. The numbers warned me about you. The numbers? How? He tapped his monitor where another white numeral appeared before it was compiled into the row extending across his personal computer screen. All the numbers know, Levi whispered. They even know how you turned the other way. You stepped out of line yesterday, didn't you? You walked against the crowd. He raised his eyebrows back and forth. Levi was acting odd, and he was much more interested in me than the numbers on the screens like all the other employees wearing black. The rest of these workers were scribbling notes at his or her desk, but Levi looked as if he caught sight of a golden brick and a free ticket to heaven. Say that again? You heard what? His finger tapped his temple. I thought I was crazy. Last night I even went mad because the number said a prophecy would begin today. It said that an observer in orange was going to turn the other way. It told me how you'd come here and how a white man was going to ask about a badge that wasn't broken. Levi paused, and it's all coming true. I looked at the monitor. The number nine appeared on the main screen, and then the number nine was reconnected to the long string of numbers that had come before it. What do you do again? What's your job? Programmer. And last night I finally heard what the numbers were saying all along, said Levi. This man was mad, clinically insane. All the screens had gotten to him in, and you're going back to see her. Tomorrow you'll go back and see Jane, said Levi. Like I said, clinically, wait, how do you know Jane? I don't, but the numbers told me about her too, said Levi. Numbers came before words, did you know that? They're God's language, and they even connect to the sounds of our first ancestors. Only numbers have the truth, not words, because... His voice was rambling about something, but how did Levi know about Jane? All he could see were white numbers, digits zero through nine. Don't leave without me, said Levi. You'll want me with you when you run for it. I'm the only one who's ever heard the truth. I know what the prophecy said. Do you know anyone else like that, huh? Do you? I grabbed the badge out of his hands. Does it work? He didn't answer, and instead he kept smiling. Will I get in trouble again, Levi? We'll see, won't we? He winked. I turned around and went straight home to my room.